totally about traumatizing your kids, y'all. Like, not, like, trauma. But, like, this is safe trauma. This is just they have a few nightmares and you have conversations about it. Like, everything's fine at yeah. the end of the day. And now they know that life can be that way. Yeah. Now and they, they don't know. want life to be that way. They got to be nice. So, <laughs> ultimately, you win. You make them watch it. And then, whenever they act out of line, you got to be like, should I get your other mother in here? Gabe and, and we're, we're the, the other girl. girls next door. Yes, <laughs> everything's better in the other ghouls next door. Yeah, where we talk about other spooky stuff, the better spooky kind, everyone's favorite, the slashers. <laughs> everything's cute great here. here. What food do you like? We'll make that. We'll do whatever you want so that you stay around and we'll fatten you up. But because we love you, not because we want to eat you. I'll sing you a song. Because I'm not other mother, I'm mother dad in that scenario. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let's go with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a podcast about Coraline, if you didn't notice. Yep. You can open your eyes now, Kat. Yes. <laughs> Buttons are gone. Yeah, who needs buttons? Glasses are back. Yeah. The gift of sight. Foggy sight. What is that? Because <laughs> we're wearing masks. Welcome back to the Ghouls Next Door. It is a spooky month, as it is every year. It yes. happens to us. The spookiest time of all. <laughs> yeah, and we are, uh, as mentioned before, talking about kids in horror um, and talking about... Just like their the experiences, what it means. Yeah, the kids are all right, you know. Sometimes they're the smartest. Sometimes they're little idiots. <laughs> it really depends on which kid you get. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I mean, it's like, all kids can't, you know, be smart. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Um, but I was, I'm more so saying, it's like, uh, sometimes they're the ones who know more about the spooky thing that's happening. Sometimes they're more in tune with arguably the other side. We had a whole episode about why kids are scary. This yeah. isn't that. This is the kids just know what's up. Yeah. And the adults are not being good adult people. Yes. Because exactly. they were once kids and no one helped them and it's sad. Yeah. Well, also kids are new to trauma mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and what's happening to them. And so they manifest an understanding in, in the way that kids do, which is with magical beings and uh other Creativity. worlds yes create imagination mm -hmm. rainbow yes for them they see it <laughs> yes so um today we're talking about Coraline uh make sure if you like us in our episode and you want to celebrate our three years of being online uh give us a like and a subscribe on uh iTunes, iTunes and on YouTube because that matters to us and we appreciate Monetize it. Monetize our presence. <laughs> yeah, and also give us a comment. Tell us what you like. Um, I think it's surprising we haven't done an episode on Coraline yet. Um, yeah, it's like the one of the better spooky kid times. Mm -hmm. Like spooky movie for children. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Tell us what it's about, Kat. 
No. Oh. Okay. So, uh, plot summary. An adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is strangely idealized version of her frustrating home. So it's the better one. Yeah. Uh, but it has sinister secrets. So, yeah, so it's about a kid. Yeah. <laughs> whose parents are kind of neglectful. Yeah. And they're going through a lot. And she's going through a big move. Yeah. She moves to this new place. Yeah. And it's kind of like weird and spooky times. Yeah. It is um, made by Leica. So it's uh, claymation. So it took a long time. It is based on the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, who's one of my favorite writers. Uh, I have not read Coraline. Mm -hmm. Um, I have just seen the movie, but I've read other books and short stories of his. Um, And he does... In like he does have a, a tendency to write about you know trauma with with youth and how it like personifies, mm-hmm. um, and so I think uh, it is it makes sense that this is what it is. I think it's a great kind of combination. Uh, Neil Ga- uh, Gaiman has also done like other um, comics and graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've seen those come to life and it's super exciting. So uh, this was just one of those that just kind of sticks out and, and exists on its own even. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and people and, like appreciate it. Yeah. It has like a lot of elements from a lot of other stories and that there's this, Kind of diving down the rabbit hole. It's like a young child who's going to this other space. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could think like uh, Wizard of Oz. Alice or in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, you know. They're going places that the adults in their lives have not seen and like don't understand. Yeah. Um, And they seem kind of like out there and there's a reason they're going there. Yeah. It um, kind of reminds me. So the, the beginning when you find out that Coraline has just moved to this new house they're kind of in the middle of nowhere she's an adventurous kid um it reminded me of inside out because that was like one of the big problems that the i forget her name but the the main character was like that was one of the the inner conflicts she had was that she moved she was away from her friends and Mm -hmm. she was going through all this and her family didn't understand because she was like just trying to laugh it off and not feel her emotions Mm -hmm. and i feel like Coraline is kind of like the opposite where she was like i am miserable and i want you to know yeah and you're ignoring me which makes me want you to know even more um and i think so like when it starts we have Coraline kind of exploring and she's like following this cat and she's trying to find the the well yeah she's using her the her stick but it's her um, finder stick wand yeah um and she runs into YB, uh, which is a character we'll definitely talk about in depth. Mm-hmm. But when her interaction with him, we were like, wow, she is a little B-word. Like, like she's mean. She's, like, she's so rude. She's like, for someone who just moved and doesn't have any friends, she's not trying to make any. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, it, it's definitely, you can tell, like, she's just like, I don't, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, a fa- I'm doing my thing. Yeah. No one wants to talk to me, but I don't want to talk to anybody else either. It's like an introvert. Yeah. You know? And um, YB really tries. Like, uh-huh. he, he's like, he's like a young boy, so he's not exactly great at it. Yeah. You can tell there's not a lot of, like, other kids in this mm-hmm. area. Like, there's that, that's something that's brought up in the beginning, you know, that there's not a lot of kids that rent uh-huh. at the... They're not allowed. Yeah what's the palace called it's like pink palace or yeah something. something like that I um so oh, he's gosh. like a little awkward maybe not just like because it's been summer so like you know they're getting ready for school he hasn't like had a lot of friends to hang out with so he's like kind of like an awkward 
mm-hmm. early, like early, late middle schooler aged kid. Yeah. Has to be like second or fourth grade, maybe. Yeah. I couldn't really tell ages because they're cartoons. Yeah, I think they're like, I would say middle school is say or like late elementary school, maybe like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel we should probably looked it up. But yeah, I, I feel like YB is really I feel I feel for YB really strongly. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of um, was similar to uh, not exactly similar, but in that like I didn't really like, you know, we don't love Sabrina because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we're like we sympathize with the other characters, which just happens with protagonists. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we get home and we see the mom who's just like already over Car- Coraline, even though she hasn't been here all day mm-hmm. and is just like. If I do this thing, will you leave me alone? Yeah. It's like, you had a child. You have to understand that you're that child's whole life. Mm-hmm. And you don't stop being that. Like, you, that's, you gotta do it. Yeah, like, at no <laughs> point is be. that, like, obligation gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, like, okay, the whole thing is, like, if you're gonna have kids, like, want to have them. Yeah. Yeah, and, right? And it's, it's definitely... Like, a whole time, like you can tell, like, she's tired. You like you don't know the reason, necessarily. There's, like, hinting to, like, a car accident that happened. There's, mm-hmm. like, their jobs yeah, that she's are very demanding. The, the There's kind of, like, this conflict between the mom and the dad. Mm-hmm. And none of that's, like, kind of explained or outlined to you. But you kind of sense it. Mm-hmm. And the mom's clear, like, she goes that, like, back and forth that parents often will do is where they say something really rude. And then later they try to act all nice yeah. um, as a way to like kind of, they won't say sorry, but they're just trying to make up for it. And then that kind of makes it like worse because you're just like, then just apologize. Yeah, just do better. Parents can be wrong. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Say sorry. It's, it's, it's no one will, your authority will not shatter yeah. before you into a million pieces. The child will still respect you. If anything, it teaches them emotional empathy. Um, but yes, so you kind of get why she's kind of rude because her mom's kind of rude. Yeah. And her dad's also, like, he's a little little sweeter around the yeah, edges. But, but he's, he's still also, like, I'm busy, leave me alone. Yeah, he's also over her. And, you know, what I got from it was definitely that, like, the mother is the the one with the power in this relationship. Like, she's the head of the household, mm-hmm. um, which I can, She's the one know, making the understand. money. <laughs> she's, you know, like, he works for her, right? And, um... I come from a matriarchal family, so I know mm-hmm. what that's like. But, um, like, even when he, she comes in to tell him about dinner or, like, what she – or to ask her – ask her dad something, he says, like, what did the boss say? Yeah. Right? Um, because that's the mom. And I also think, like, when we do eventually go to the other world and we meet other mother and other father, other father is very much – also a victim in this like he's Mm -hmm. a gourd (laughs) she says like he's as hungry as a pumpkin and then later we realize he really is a pumpkin yeah um but like he is just a tool um because it is the other mother who is holding it and i think um you know when we put on our media analysis glasses and we look at this situation i think what is clearly happening is we have um an angry I would say borderline abusive parent, if anything, neglectful. Mm -hmm. And when you have, like, oftentimes we see the true face of our parent, right? Like, we know what they really are. Mm -hmm. um, But 
those kinds of parents also have this other face that they show to everyone else, right? Like mm-hmm. they're the ones who are like, people love hanging out with them. They're super like charismatic. People yep. love being around them. They light up the room and people are always like, oh my God, your parent is so great. Like, yeah. aren't you like, ha-? and you're just like, you have no idea yeah. <laughs> what I'm dealing with. Emotionally um, inside. Yeah. Like this doors. is the worst uh, you could have them. Uh, and so I think like, that's kind of what we're seeing here is, is a, um, is these, this two sides. And it's kind of like, there's also that thing with like abuse where, you are abused and then they turn around and they do they do really nice things for you mm-hmm. and they make you kind of second guess yourself and they gaslight you into this point where you're like maybe i'm wrong mm-hmm. maybe i'm like thinking like i'm a you know they were just tired yeah you start making anchored. excuses mm-hmm. for them yeah because because when they're good they're so good right mm-hmm. like they're like the best parent you could have and so you kind of hold on to that when things get bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that happens with a lot of any type of abuse, right? Like that just, it, whether that's relationship or parental or, or what have you. And I think that's really what Coraline is struggling with is that she's seeing the good mom and she's like, this is like, I love her. She's great. And confronting with the fact that they're actually the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, because um, in the end, when the the kids are freed after she found their buttons and stuff. She's like, I'm glad we're all good. And she's, they're like, we're good. You're not like, you're still in danger. (laughs) Right. Like, like you're still doing it. Um, and I think that is, uh, interesting because it's kind of left open. Mm -hmm. Like is other mother going to come back or are these really her parents? Like, is this this reality? Yeah. There's definitely this question. You do have like the kind of, I guess, in a way, trying to tie it up at the end with the hand coming through the wall and her trapping it in the well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely just have, like, this mom who's clearly tired and disappointed with a lot of things in her life and is not processing that in a healthy way and is not taking it in her family in a healthy way. Like, if she's unhappy, mm-hmm. therapy exists. <laughs> and, uh, you know, having open and honest conversations about why you're upset and stuff like that exists. Um, but you kind of, like, don't see that in the film. It's kind of like, can you just be easy? Yeah. Which is something I feel like kids get a lot because kids are a lot. Kids mm-hmm. are a lot of energy. They're new. They're new to the world. Everything is exciting. They want to be constantly entertained. They want to know everything. They want to mm-hmm. know, like, what is that? Where is that? Who's that from? Like, what, yeah, like why? Why everything? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's there's this curiosity because they've not had the exhausting life that is what it is to become an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have all this kind of existential dread when you're a kid. Everything is new and hopeful and you have, like, all this potential for what life can be. And mm-hmm. you just want to know where and what everything is. And adults are so tired. Yeah. And you kind of see that really honestly in Coraline. And you see this, like, kind of, like, unhealthy processing of it and neglectful relationships. Mm-hmm. Which is, I would argue, like, even when they go into the other world, like, you were saying, like, the two sides. Mm-hmm. That, like, the other mother is clearly showing how, like, predators can trap people mm-hmm. um, into being, like, overly gift giving overly welcoming giving all your favorite foods buying you like stuff like that like Mm -hmm. going kind of like all in yeah and then later showing kind of monstrousness and And then then it's too late and then you're in there and Mm -hmm. you're like oh god 
what what have I done? Yeah. I want to go back. Let me go back. And for a lot of people, you can't. So. Yeah. And I think it's also like uh, when we were looking up like articles, there's not a lot of mm-hmm. articles on it, which was like kind of wild because um, I feel like there's a lot that's being said. And when you watch it, you can kind of feel that. But mm-hmm. one of the articles that you found was mentioning um, mind control, which doesn't exist. Mind control isn't real. Yeah. Um, you can't control minds, but you can influence minds. Yeah, you can and, manipulate people. Yes, right. And you can, you know, gaslight them into thinking that there's a different reality, right? Like mm-hmm. people can succumb to um, conspiracy theories and all that. And kind of what I saw was um, a little bit of like cult mentality. Mm-hmm. So like with a cult, it's like they lure you in with like, this is your family. These are people that understand you when you there's like you are easy prey because you are an a loner you are outside mm-hmm. no one knows you or loves you or cares about you you feel that way at the very yeah. least and so they kind of show that to you and they give you all these like hopes and dreams and you believe in it and then you you spend so much of your life and your energy and your beliefs in that to the point where when things start to go left and it gets violent or it gets scary it's kind of too late. Like you're already in too deep and to, to get out of it means to completely like, well, one is to admit you were wrong and to admit that you were weak. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that you fell prey to this thing, but also just like, you have to like rework your whole brain (laughs) to believing this other thing. Um, I think what's interesting is, um, the other kids that the mom has, Mm-hmm. that's the stories that I would like to see more of um, is like, I think it would have been pretty cool. And I don't know if this is in the book again, cause I haven't read it. Um, but I think it would have been cool if like when we see those kids and they're kind of telling their story, if we got a flashback yeah, to like what their lives were like. Mm-hmm. Um, cause one kid looks like he probably worked like on a farm or in a mine. <laughs> it's yeah. probably like miserable. <laughs> and I mean, Neil has had, some hit and misses for sure. Um, you know, he's had some controversial uh, uses of like a trans character mm. and the way that that trans character was um, portrayed and ultimately meets their end is mm. is upsetting, but it can also like parts of it was also empowering. And so it's really up to the viewer um, and to also think about what his intent was, but of course impact over intent. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a problem with, yb's character that really upset me yeah um and i think uh well kat you brought it up you you just mentioned like this is just like an it feels like another case of you know we have this character and we didn't take into account what it means to have this character Mm -hmm. we didn't take into account the person that this character would be mm-hmm. given the way that the world sees you and um <laughs> which like i you know it happens and this yeah. is older it was before there was you know as much gatekeeping and and us and people like us being like you gotta worry about representation like don't put like a young black boy in here if you're just gonna use him and then you're gonna silence him yeah like we have done to and have him be like the self-sacrificing black friend for this little white girl mm-hmm mm-hmm who's literally just like a little side friend whose only purpose wasn't in the book literally was put in there so Coraline would not talk to herself yeah is what they said and <laughs> uh so she, he wasn't in the book no he wasn't okay in the book. so neil doesn't have to do it okay yeah it has nothing to do with neil uh he was added in to the movie because specifically they didn't want it to be like Coraline was talking to herself and that like didn't have any friends so they made it so that there was a friend 
who was there to like help her along the way, but also didn't make it. So she's just like hallucinating. Gotcha. Well, so that's extra not great. Because yeah. it's literally like they give him no character substance. They gave him very minimal of a backstory. And then literally he's said a bunch of stuff at the very beginning. Coraline decided she did not like that he talked a lot. And then he was silenced for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And continued to help her. Mm-hmm. And, and sacrificed his life in the other world for yeah. her. And she's mean. Yeah. She's never not mean. She has Up never until done the end. Even in the end. To inspire that kind of relationship there's not this kinship between them she is actively telling him to go away like there's nothing that's like oh yeah let's be best friends you should sacrifice yourself for me yeah and i mean i get it in the sense that other mother like made this world to entirely revolve around her so like that's obviously not actually YB, and this is Other Mother's creation of YB. Yeah. But just the fact that... But it that is a manifestation of what Other Mother imagines mm-hmm. she wanted from YB. Yeah. So it even it's even worse, because now he's, like, completely removed from his personhood and is just, like, the gourd. Yep. No, exactly. And it's definitely... It wasn't thought through. It wasn't, like... Or if it was, that's messed up. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they just didn't think of what it would mean to choose a black boy Uh as her best friend and to not give him any character development, kill him off, and silence. Like, that's just messed up. Yeah. When When other mother mentions, like, you thought he talked too much, so I silenced him. Or I shut him up or something like that. I was like, ouch. Like, it hurt, like, to hear that. And I was like... Maybe. And the fact that she, like, calls him, why were you born? Uh And all these things. And it's like, you don't think he gets that enough? It, it, like, really, yeah, yeah, it killed, like, it made me really not empathize with Coraline. Like, I get she's going through a lot and all that, but it made, it, like, was really hard for me. It's just, like, I don't like her. Oof. And also, I I just feel bad that she's like that. Like, uh I feel bad that she's very, like, hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah. And I get that. Like, this is what she knows. Like, she doesn't, clearly she knows how to have friends because she had two, right? Um, At least in that picture. Yeah. (laughs) I very much imagine this is not in any way what they were trying to do. Because one, I don't know who made this, like, film in terms of what their nationality is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't even know if a paper could be written about this very clear representation of the danger of a white woman to a black man. Yeah. In that she says (laughs) a thing, the world handles it. And it's gross. Like, it's like when white women call the police on black men. Police don't do their job or i guess they do they do messed up things and murder people mm-hmm. and it's like because the way is like they're being loud mm-hmm. i feel unsafe for them just being human yeah i'm in the park and, and he's bird watching and it's honestly like Coraline complains about yb yb gets his literal mouth sewn shut and she didn't feel bad no, nope. she wasn't like. She's like, like, "Oh, good, my now silent friend." Yeah, well, for no. a minute she was like, "Oh, this happened to you," and then she's like, "Ignore, because I'm gonna like, because this is about me. I'm gonna save these other children, not you. It's fine <laughs> yeah, if you sacrifice wow. yourself, very alive child. I must save the souls of the dead ones." Yeah, um, <laughs> there was actually so we had I, I had seen um, a Twitter thread, and I, I by the time this comes up. I will have images on YouTube of the Twitter thread. <laughs> but as of right now, I do not have it. I oh, know, I apologize. But it was this really great Twitter thread about uh, BIPOC being silenced in film. 
and mm-hmm. not having their voice. For specifically, one of the the more recent ones is um, Kimiko and the Boys, um, is played by Karen Fukuhara, uh, who's also played. Um, uh, oh my God, it's killing me. I always forget her name, but she was in a uh, Suicide Squad for a minute, and she's just like. And a, the Asian superhero. Mm. <laughs> um, and her name is like Katana, I think. Yeah. Um, and she's also silent because she speaks another language. So the whole time she's like, I saved one snarky thing. The thing about uh, her is that uh, she's also the voice of Glimmer in She-Ra. And mm. she's the voice of Kipo in Kipo in the Age of the oh Wonder Oh my Beast. gosh, And Kipo. so it's like, she's very capable Oh, yeah, like emoting and being an amazing for why, right? And um, it had this whole list of all these characters who had something that would be debilitating, like the one um, Asian character in uh, uh, Pitch Perfect, mm. and how she like whispers the whole mm-hmm. time, right? And so, like, I had read through that, and I was like, oh my god, it's so true. There's so many of those characters where they just like totally take their voice, like they literally yeah. take your voice. Like, how awful is that? The one I viscerally remember is Lizzie McGuire. The little brother's friend. He's the only black character that I can remember. He doesn't speak. He just like he speaks through the little white boy whose name I forget. And I remember like watching it, like as I got Disney Plus and I rewatched it as an old, and I was like, what the hell? Like, ew. Why is he not saying words? Because like, you know, now immediate analysis glasses and like (laughs) aware when I was like 10, I was like, TV. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I'm like, what? What? That little boy is in so many episodes and he says zero words. Yeah, and he's like, he like, yeah. That one bothered me a lot (laughs) after rewatching it as an adult. Yeah. 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 And so as soon as they took YB's voice, I was like... (laughs) because like are you kidding me and i get it again because this is older and there's a lot of things that i did enjoy i don't want us to like harp forever but it is important and like you know coming you know fresh into you know media literacy week right you have to think about how like people need to be more conscious like if Mm -hmm. you're gonna put a poc in your film you do need to be conscious of of their experience like they're gonna have a different experience than like your white characters are gonna have and it's gonna be more like you have to think about the way that cinema and media has handled and portrayed and represented those characters like what other harmful things have happened to them in the past that you should shy away from like and it's not it's ignorance isn't an excuse at that point it's like you really should do your your due diligence and one ask a person of color mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> not to say like I don't again I don't know who's on the team at Leica but I I'm willing to bet that it's a lot of of white people I oh. mean when did it come out 2000s it, early 2000s I would also guess yeah like we weren't um, doing give us jobs kind of thing um, yeah. and I mean it's So it's just, like, thinking about, I feel like it should just be a token. If you're going to have side characters, they should be Mm well-developed. Otherwise, don't put them in there. There shouldn't be any filler character. There should be a person who's a person. And maybe that'll help people who, like, don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, because you can't just put a character in there for no reason. Yeah. You can't just, and especially if you're going to make them a black kid or a POC or anything like that, you can't just throw them in there like, hey... Yeah. Whatever happens to them, there's not history. Just let it be. And it's like, 
and I don't want it to be like a thing where it's like, don't put people of different representations in things. No, you need should. to, but you need to be mindful of like how you're portraying them. Yeah. I think like, um, yeah. Cause another question I had was like, why be lives here? Mm-hmm. And he's lived here his whole life. Other mother doesn't want him. Other mother didn't make a doll for him. He doesn't have other grandmother on the other side waiting for him. Like I was like, they why? didn't live in the pink palace, but yes. But, like, he had the doll. Mm-hmm. The doll was, like, and right. he just happened to find it and he gave it to her, right? right. There was no doll of him. Other mother don't want to know, right? Because it's. I'm sure he could have gone in that house. Like, I'm sure he's, yeah. funny, like, he's, you know, rummaging around. The other, so there's a whole other part of this that I cannot deduce why it exists. It's fun. <laughs> and that's the other characters that are in here. I yeah. don't really know what they're doing. Like, media analysis glasses on. I'm like, yeah. For some reason, there is a Chernobyl survivor. Yes, and then there's two women who may be gal pals or like gal pals. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just wait. two gal pals living it, living together, living their lives out, doing their theater dreams. Yeah. Um, like shifty eyes mm-hmm. uh yeah there's a chernobyl cleanup crew member which is the strichnovsky or whatever <laughs> his name. oh my god yeah in the book it's like bobo which is very mm-hmm. weird yeah and he has his his mouse circus uh-huh. and it's fun he's a crazy character it's really kooky i think mm-hmm. he's fun and he does have he's blue so it's like maybe that has to do with it um and his, the mom presumes that he's a drunk Oh, interesting. She said she says like uh, in in so many words essentially calls him that and she in the end says he's not, he's just eccentric. Mm. So Coraline says. And then um the two ladies who live downstairs were performers and they have really yappy dogs and then they have a very questionable scene for children in yep. the other world where they are in their underwear and their like, boobs very are very naked almost. <laughs> and like and then there's, like, so I guess, like, the other world is just, like, transforming people into whatever the weird idealized version of yeah. them is. So, like, there's the scene where, like, the older women shed their entire bodies mm-hmm. and are suddenly younger and, like, way skinny. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Chernobyl survivor who literally just turns into rats why is that the more ideal <laughs> version well, his of rats, him? like it, his mice were able to have the the circus he did i know but it's the they just took him out yeah. it's like you're made of rats now the That's dad is fun. made of gourd okay i get it i'm just saying <laughs> this is like why um yeah those yeah. are the only weird ones. Those are, they're just like, why are they there? I guess it's just like to show that if you're living in a place with a bunch of different people, odds are some of them will be weird. Yeah. And that, that just has to be okay. And if you're a kid, like, of course you would go meet the weird neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, <laughs> the, there's a um, the garden. I think that's another interesting aspect to Coraline. And that she likes to garden. Mm-hmm. She wants to garden. And her parents write garden articles yeah. and stuff. <laughs> garden stuff. Magazine, but they hate maybe. to garden. It's like, what? So why is that hypocrites? Yeah. And I think that's like another level is like, th- this woman is a, f- a fraud. Yeah. She is a fraud. What is, she's worse mom. 
don't know about worse mom. I've seen worse moms. Yeah, that's true. Mom Carrie from Carrie. Exist. <laughs> Yo, we did not even plan that. We were <laughs> that on the same that wavelength. That's, that's worse mom. That, that is worse mom. Worse mom is Carrie's mom. Yeah, she's like second. She's like, she's in the town of worse mom. There's like a handful. Yeah, they just all live together. In yeah, this they're in this town. town. Um, but she's definitely not great. No. I definitely... I don't want to. I don't want to hit on her too hard. She's just definitely like, I hate my life, but I'm also a mom. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just she doesn't hate Coraline. She just hates that she's here. Yeah, she just and hates that she's that she in this, this situation. There's like implication of like this possible car crash that was Coraline's maybe fault. Yeah. So it's but like it's there's still a lot of kid. things at play, and it is still your kid, and the your kids do kid need to know that you're human. But you also just shouldn't, like, traumatize the crap out of them. Yeah. Because, like, the worst thing you can do to a kid is make them feel insignificant. Because they're going to process that and feel that forever. Mm-hmm. And they will try to find significance in things that will not make them feel that. Like alcohol or drugs or random people to have sex with. Like, you just need to be really <laughs> yeah. mindful. Like, if you yeah. make your kid feel like they're nothing, they're going to act like they're nothing. Like, it's like the self. Mm. Fulfilling yeah. process. You're you're the one who decides what their self worth meter is. Yeah, they've imprinted on you, and there's nothing to do but network to help it. Yeah, but they love you, and they want you to like pay attention to them. And you can't do that all the time, obviously. Yeah, but like, you don't gotta be like, ugh, you. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. Child. And uh, and that's hard if it's all it's like moms nowadays, parents nowadays, they don't get a break. Yeah. Coronavirus time, they're in front of you all the time. There's room for error. <laughs> but if they're gone all day yeah. and they still come back and you're just like, ugh, yeah. you, that's not. You, sh- you should want to see your kid. Yeah. I think sometimes. Coraline's mom really just doesn't like her life. And she made a lot of decisions to get here. And she's just kind of dealing with it. And she needs to, like, she needs to, to get a hobby do some cardio or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you got go out and play in the dirt. She's clearly depressed, too. Like, she doesn't go to the store. Like, you see how empty the fridge is. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, They like, haven't unpacked any boxes. Yeah, like, she's still very much, like, in this kind of detached state. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of processing whatever the heck she's processing. And still has to be a parent. Yeah, and it's like that the other parent is also, like, a nothing person mm-hmm. without the other parents so it's like you got two parents down yeah um yeah they haven't unpacked they haven't done anything i think one of the saddest parts or scenes is actually like when they're shopping for Coraline's uniform Mm -hmm. one i I think we can tell that this family has money issues for one Mm -hmm. they had that accident and the car is still damaged damaged yeah um and so i there's a part where Coraline wants those colorful gloves and i think the thing with uniforms is like kids don't want to like look the same and so like I remember I didn't have uniforms um in school but my younger siblings did and one of the things that we did so that they would feel at least a little better was like the shoes that they wore Mm or like we would spend a little more on the shoes because we saved money from not having to buy them whole new outfits right Mm -hmm. like they had you know the uniforms but they had those shoes which would be like their pop of their personality. Yeah. So they were still themselves. Their flair. Yes, their flair. And Coraline wants a flair. She wants her gloves. And the and the mom, you know, is just like, no. And like, you know, I'll get you something later. And she's like, I wanted the gloves. And she's like, you know, being a brat about it. But I think really what it is is that she doesn't have the money to buy those gloves. Mm-hmm. They just moved. 
clearly they're struggling. They have to get this book out. And that's a lot of pressure. And instead of like, like Coraline is old enough that you could have a conversation with her. Like Mm -hmm. you could be real and be like, listen, I know you really want these gloves right now. We are hard up for cash. Yeah. I will get you these gloves when we financially can. And I don't want you to think <laughs> like I don't want you to think that you don't deserve those gloves because you do because uh-huh. you're a child and you deserve them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you deserve to have your flair. Um, and just being real with her because I think Coraline is Coraline's pretty smart. Like she's yeah. like she has her wits about like her. She's a she's brat, a but she would understand if you took the time. I think that's literally like a big bare thing minimum too. I think that's a big thing too because that's something that's very much just like in a parenting thing. Like even if you're giving like parent family therapy mm-hmm. a lot of the time parents feel like they have to put this like perfection guys up like mm-hmm. they're superhuman they can't make mistakes because then their authority is shattered they can't be vulnerable because mm-hmm. the kid like needs to think that they have everything like together to feel safe but i think there is like i think it's important to be open and honest with your kids so that like one the whole impact over intent, but that they know your intent at least. Because mm-hmm. they're way more likely to be a partner with you in yeah. the journey if they know, like, like a lot of kids when they're growing up, even if they have struggles, if they can see that their parent is working their butt off and they're trying. They appreciate that. They know that they're trying. You know, and they're older, they're like, mom, try for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you're not, you're just trying to act like everything's fine all the time. Yeah. But it's not, and they can sense it, and they're just frustrated. They're like, why won't you just tell me what's going on? Why won't you pay attention to me? Why won't you this? You're just treating me like I don't exist, and that's not okay. Yeah. And I can sense something's wrong, but you don't want to be around me long enough to tell me what it is. And it's just kind of like this, like, unspoken tension. Yeah, I think Coraline really is just looking for literally any amount of affection and you know, wants to be comforted is, is, I mean, it's tough for a kid to be taken from their friends and to live in this life and to be, she's like out there on her own. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like YB. That's the one option she has and she doesn't like him and like tough. Sometimes kids don't like other kids, right? Yeah. So that's all she has. And then she's got these weirdos <laughs> who live around her. Um, and the mom just like go outside and play in dirt. Like, I feel like if the mom gave her any, like even the smallest modicum of like, I love you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point she does try, but it's all, it's like too little, too late. Cause she's gotten a taste of like turkey. Like the mom doesn't even cook. The dad cooks and he doesn't cook well. He cooks like weird food, like eccentric food. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, it's, it's, it's super it's, savor food. It's like yeah. casseroles and like, we had to cook whatever's in our fridge and we can only buy it's so definitely much like food. too fancy for kids kind of deal. Like kids want to know this is, this is chicken. Yeah. 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 This is cheese. When you have, like, okra or, like, I don't know, what do you say? It was some fancy vegetable. Yeah. I don't even know what it but was. It, it was a it, fancy vegetable yeah. that's, like, that is too many letters. <laughs> I already don't think I like it. I'm picky. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you said carrot. So. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what that is. It sounds fancy. I don't want it. It was, like, me when I was a kid. Yeah. I ate mac and cheese. I ate anything with cheese. Yeah. Chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah. Grilled cheese. Bread. Yeah. Bread or chicken. I would eat those things. And if there's anything else, I was like, no. But that yeah. was that was more so a thing. Like, I didn't trust adults. And I was like, if you're not telling me every ingredient, I'm not eating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were poisoning me. You're not. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I don't trust anybody. 
when I was really, really little. Set traps for Santa. <laughs> they would just tell me that it was chicken and then I eat it. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is funny because I don't eat chicken now. And they did that, chicken, but then I it. found out their lies, and then I never trusted them again. I wasn't very picky, so it was like, you, you're like, this is chicken. I was like, cool. And it was like cereal. I was like, are you sure it is? <laughs> I'm dying. Chicken? Uh, <laughs> not. Um, yeah, I think, um, overall, I think it's a fun movie. It's cute. It's it, I love what Leica does. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, like I've even watched, like, Box Trolls. Yeah, I mean, it's I beautifully that. done. Mm-hmm. I think, so, it's like when we think about, like, horror, it's like, we criticize it a lot. We criticize mm-hmm. films a lot. It doesn't mean we don't like it. Yeah, no, I we love, love it. watching it. It's such a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, you also gotta acknowledge the things that aren't doing a good job. Yeah. Because time, it's like, that's why we don't watch Law and Order SVU anymore. Yeah. It's like, I didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> we know what it's like. Yeah. yeah I think, um... Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm totally blanking, but the score was originally supposed to be done by a specific band. Okay. And I'm totally blanking on what it was, but they weren't available. And so then the score became something else. But I I really enjoyed the score. And mm-hmm. and there's even elements of, like, the songs that come bef- like as a prelude or it's, like, reference later that you're, like, mm. you don't even notice. And then you're, like, why do I feel, like, uncomfortable? And it's, like, yeah. oh, because, like... Oh, that's like other mother lot. song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think other mother is absolutely terrifying. I mean, it, it, so this week and next week, our episodes are very similar. Like Coraline and uh, the our next episode will be about it, Chapter One. Those kids are going through similar, you know, traumas. Mm-hmm. And we also have yellow uh, raincoat, but also um, the spider, like yeah. a big spider person, is. Is a penultimate scare for most children. Yeah, <laughs> like even That's if they fair. don't know it, it's That's just fair. Is. You don't want giant spider times. No, you don't want other mother to become emaciated and scary, sharp edges, and then many legs, mm-hmm. and then bug mm-hmm. furniture, um, which was the bugs that you found earlier. Like, it's it, it is really cute. There's all these little like little Easter nods eggs. to other parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the story. Um, so Neil Gaiman wrote this story because he had heard this folklore story of um, these two sisters. I can't remember. Their name. <laughs> I'm so bad today. I don't remember anything. There's two sisters and they come across this girl who's like, I will show you this really cool thing. But only if you are really bad kids. And they're mm. like, but we're really good kids. And they're like, well, you have to be bad or you can't see this. You can't see these two people perform. And so they're like, okay. So they go home and they tell their mom that we met this person that says we have to be bad. And the mom Uh says, if you're bad, like, I'm going to be really sad. And they're like, but we have to. And she says, if you're bad, then I have to go away. And your other mother will come. And she will have, like, she's not, she's, like, insect like but she's not like exactly the spider but the other mother will come and she has to be your mom now if you're bad and that will make me really sad i'll be gone and they're like okay and so they like break something but they're not bad enough and that goes on for a while where they keep doing something they're like jumping on the bed they're being you know kids bad yeah and eventually they are bad enough and their mom just like disappears what? And they're like, they're worried, but they run out. They did the the worst bad thing they could do. They run out to find the the person, and they're like, well, it's too late. The per- the two people I told you were going to perform already left, um, <laughs> so too bad. And they go home, and then they hear like the clopping 
and the, like the sounds of the new mom and she like doesn't have eyes like or something like it's ah. like she's like really really scary and that's like their mom now <laughs> it's like and that's it like that's the, the folklore and neil gaiman says like he read that was like to him it was like this like it was so interesting to have this like your mother is like your comfort right like uh -huh. that's who you run to when you are scared and so to turn that and make this evil mom that yeah. is like a result of you being bad. It was like, he was like, I just loved that, like, how that's, scary that is. <laughs> and uh, the graphic novel is like a lot scarier mm -hmm. than the book, or like the book is a lot scarier than the movie mm -hmm. situation. Like, they were reading, I watched a YouTube video and they were reading some of like the descriptions. Like, the other dad is like a blob with a mouth that's not a mouth with white webbing and like it was scary like the imagery that mm -hmm. was created i was like oh no i'm happy they didn't show this to the kids but wow what yeah. a time like it was written really well it seems like with like the way that they were describing the different scary elements it was lots there's things that you can't show on screen that yeah. are just like when you have the words and you're imagining it your imagination is way more powerful than yeah yeah your eyes i do i think books are like honestly scarier than like film because it's like you have to imagine it and put that in your head and then otherwise, like, on film, it's, like, it could be bad. Yeah. Right? And so you're, like, this isn't scary. This looks stupid. It's animatronic, right? But in your head, you're, like, no, this is real. I yeah. envision only real things. And but also, it's, like, you close your eyes when you're watching a movie and it's gone. You close your eyes and you see the thing that you imagine. <laughs> it's still there. It didn't leave. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know what's funny? I think, like, Neil Gaiman has, like, a, a we should definitely do an episode on him. Because, I again, I, I mean, he's got Sandman. He's got the Graveyard Book, which I love. He's got... The ocean at the end of the lane. Like, he has these stories that, um, like, especially a graveyard book, it, like, on the surface looks like, okay, this could be for children. Mm -hmm. And then you're, like, reading it. And so it's, like, a character of uh, the kid whose name is Nobody. And the first chapter is that his parents are murdered. And then he ah. ends up, he, he's raised in a graveyard by ghosts. Oh. And it's, like, a whole experience. Right? And what that's why his name is Nobody, because he doesn't have a name. Um, Wow. There's a black girl in that too. I think she's black or or she's Indian. I'll have to. I just remember that she was of, of color. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll look it up. Um, or maybe I just envisioned that because I was like, she's gonna look like me. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I I always feel like I I picked it up like graveyard book. This is like gonna be a fun. Read. And uh -huh. I was like, ah, oh um, no, there's murder and it's scary. <laughs> and these ghosts are like, what? Um, even though the ghosts are like his family and they're really sweet. I think, um, yeah, in the future we will definitely do a Gaiman, a Gaiman, uh, episode. Nice. But Coraline. So yeah, again, I like it. I think you should scare your kids. Um, I think they should be a little older because there are like the explicit, like old ladies in it. And it is scary. Yeah. I don't know. Not like super older, but like. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I'm totally about traumatizing your kids, y'all. Like, not like trauma, but like, this is safe trauma. This is just they have a few nightmares and you have conversations about it. Like, everything's fine at yeah. the end of the day. And now they know that life can be that way. Yeah. Now and they, they don't know. want life to be that way. They got to be nice. So, <laughs> ultimately, you win. You make them watch it, and then. Whenever they act out of line, you got to be like, should I get your other mother in here? Exactly. Do you want to go live with other mother? in a box with a needle in front of them. They'll be like, yeah. nope, I am a well-behaved <laughs> little person. I'm going to clean my room. 
And I'm going to eat these green beans. <laughs> I already know. I'm going to be, I'm 100% going to be like, you're hurting mom. <laughs> Your actions are making me cry inside. Oh, no. My organs are weeping because you are being bad. Oh, my God. How long do you want me to live? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to live in bad mom town. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mom town. Um, <laughs> I'm going to teach them empathy, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. They'll I know I'm human. <laughs> One of my favorite stories is my aunt, um, she was separated from her first husband. Mm -hmm. She has a, a kid from her first her first um, uh, marriage. And one time, there's just one time when she was like in middle school or whatever, where she like wasn't, she was like, you're not allowed to do this thing. So then her daughter was like, fine, then I'll go live with my dad. And she said, oh, yeah. And she picked up a suitcase, put it on the bed and started packing. <laughs> and she was like, fine, then. And she was like, no, mom, I didn't mean it. So it's like, just do that. But for other mother. Be like, oh, yeah, here's other mother. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Skeleton lady, okay? Well, hesitation. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to make idle threats. Let's let's see those through. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a good, this is a good film to show your kids if you want them to respect you and be thankful that you're their parent and not this lady yeah <laughs> i don't know i just feel like be nice to your kids your kids will be nice to you especially yeah. in middle school they give back the energy you would give them yeah you got that's a rough time they're gonna be miserable it's not about you yeah if you move and take them away from their friends you they're gotta give them sad. some extra time yeah you gotta pay attention to them even if you are, like, if you learn from inside out, like, those parents did care. And those parents were really trying. They were like, please tell us if you're upset. And she's like, I'm fine. And then she wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she kept trying. So, like, even those parents who were trying, <laughs> like, <laughs> did not win until it was, like, time, you know? Yeah. You just got to be patient. So, yeah. Or just, you know, don't get married. <laughs> they'll eat your kids. Yeah. Or your kids will go to the other parents and they'll eat them instead. Yeah, you had them. The you didn't like them very are, much. They're gone now. Don't get other married because they'll eat your kids. Or they'll be a gourd man or a gourd person. A gourd person. With yeah. a mouth that's not a mouth. And when they open it, it's just webs. <laughs> Gross. You're welcome. All right. Well, with that, good night. Good night.